everyone. Could I suggest that we all just come forward a bit? It's a very big room and there are less of us now. Um, so thank you all for your interest. We're here to listen to Matonga and Kuyula tell us all about BBC Media Action Zambia. Uh, we're going to ask them to present for about 25 to 30 minutes and uh, then we'll take a round of questions. So please take notes of things you want to raise and then we'll have a little bit of a discussion afterwards. Over to you. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, hope I'm uh, audible now. Uh, basically, we are coming from uh, Zambia, uh, BBC Media Action. BBC Media Action is the sister company for the BBC World Service. This is the development charity of the BBC. So much of our work that we do, we do it in partnership. Especially in Zambia, we do it in partnership with uh, other radio stations, especially community radio stations, where we build capacity for them in producing special programs away from uh, what they are doing. And the project that we are on, which is uh, Ishiwi, is uh, one that looks mainly at uh, focusing on young people. Because the drive in Zambia has been that radio talks to everyone. And uh, in talking to everyone, no one talks to young people directly. And then the young people end up feeling like they can only listen to radio when there's music that they can enjoy listening to. But when it comes to special programs, the young people don't tune in. They tune off or they just play music on their phones. So Ishiwi, basically it's a local term with which my colleague uh, Chilu would know very well. It simply means my voice. So we decided that to go local in uh, talking to young people. Because if we had just said my voice, would already be alien to our community. So he said, Ishiwi, and then it's basically my voice. So it's a youthful governance media initiative produced by young people, with young people, and for young people. It's been running for two years now on uh, one of the commercial radio stations, KNC in Kawe, uh, Kawe News Center, and uh, it's a three-year project. We are in the middle of the, of the project, and... So far, we are doing quite good. So basically, we want to ensure that young people are better engaged when it comes to democratic uh, processes in the country, even at home. How can young people hold their parents accountable? How can young people hold their leaders accountable? Just last year, we had elections, and then uh, a lot of promises were made by politicians. But then how can that young person follow up with that local leader, the mayor, the councillor, on the things that they, they were promised? So this is what the project is aiming to do. Uh, to do this, we use a lot of mass media and interpersonal communications, which we'll share with you later on. And then uh, we work in partnership with one uh, non-government organization, Restless Development, which does more of the interpersonal communication. Then us as BBC Media Action and KNC Radio, we do more of the mass media. Uh, the project is just based in central Zambia, Kawe. Uh, where there's a population of about 202,914. 
as of the last census. And then about 60% of that, they are between the ages of 15 and 24. Those are the main people that we target on the, on the program. So how we do it? We do a lot of mentoring. Now with mentoring, I'm a qualified journalist. I've been in radio for the past uh, 17, 18 years. And then I work with this team of producers at the radio station. Radio stations have got a lot of volunteers in my country. I don't know about South Africa, but we've got a lot of volunteers that have the passion to talk on radio. But just talking on radio without knowing how to talk, when to talk, how to talk, why to talk, it becomes very difficult. So you find that they just basically ramble throughout the day. But my job is to make sure that they understand what we mean by governance. They understand the issues that they have to bring out. They understand how they have to bring out those issues. So we've got a team of producers that we work with, and it's a team of young people that are there. Uh, we also do a lot of training where we invite uh, some more experienced people, sometimes even internationally, where we train them. Like uh, the picture on my left there, we had a training on uh, reporting elections. How can the young people report elections? And then in the training, we made a scenario where they had to uh, report elections and the violence that may come, because there are already signs that there will be violence. So one of the simulations that we did, one of the placards there, is written, government has stolen our vote. Recount now. And indeed, from the training, after the elections, that came to pass, because the opposition felt their votes were stolen. Now, how was our team going to prepare themselves to make a good report that will still capture young people? So the combination of mentoring also helps the production teams uh, to continue that kind of professionalism beyond the issue we program. We build capacity in them so that they also know that research is very key in their programming. They also know that they have to be in touch with the community all the time. They have to know that they have to use various voices in their programs all the time, different voices all the time, celebrities, experts, young people, role models, just everyone all the time. And when they get to have that, we, I mentor with them at least about a week or two every month. That is, I travel from Lusaka, the capital, to Kabwe and be with them. I don't disturb their major programming, but I be with them like I'm part of them in the radio station. So I work with them around their already existing schedules. And then the training, that's once off where maybe we go to a training center to give that specific training. Besides that, we have a weekly red show, radio show. Uh, our program runs for 45 minutes every week uh, in the morning. Uh, before we did this, we did a pilot test to find out if the young people liked what we thought would bring out to them. And uh, from the pilot test, we took it for, for pre-testing in the community. And we had a lot of learning points. Firstly, they accepted the time for the program. They didn't accept the issue of bringing an expert who is trained into that field to talk to them. Because they said, this person is talking down to us. He is not talking our language. He may be the expert, he may be the MP, he may be whatever, but he's not talking our language. So I said, if only you can bring someone who cannot talk technical terms, 
someone who can talk the street language that we're used to, then we'll be happy. And we want a lot of music. So most of the program has a lot of music components. In the picture there, we have one of the young presenters and uh, celebrity, that's Biflo. He's getting big in Zambia and he's been traveling uh, Africa and especially the United States of late because of his music. And young people listen to him a lot. He's there on radio and he's busy posting on Facebook for his followers to, to follow him. More of young people. And then we've got uh, what we call community journalists. We take a pool of young people that are not experienced in any media works. We train them and they become community journalists. They become more like the voice of the community. Those community journalists, they come from the community. And then they are the ones now that help out in getting information from the young, fellow young people in the community because they are from their community, they are from their locality. They already have the credibility from their fellow young people. So what we do, we train them the basics of journalism, how to do a radio program, how to do an interview, how to uh, record, how to edit, how to go out in the field and all those, such that at the end of the day, our role is just basically in the background. We just guide them, do this, go in the community, and they go to talk to fellow young people. And they face the challenges in the community where women don't like talking to them, girls don't like talking to them, boys are very willing to talk on radio, but when things happen, girls will say, oh, why didn't you talk to us? So we're still fighting some of those challenges where girls don't talk so much. And then um, we let them go in the field. They get the technical know-how on how to use the recorders. So the advantage with having young people do the recordings is that the fellow young people don't feel intimidated. They feel very okay talking to a fellow young people, even the elderly people. They feel very okay when a young person goes to them trying to get information. It becomes easier for them to, to give out information, and it becomes an all-round young people kind of affair. Good morning, everyone. So my name is Kayula. I'm a research officer at BBC Media Action. So as we all know, uh, BBC Media Action is the trust side of BBC, which means we have a number of donors that fund these projects. And specifically for this project, it's being funded by the Queen's Young Leaders. And for every project, every donor wants to see impact. They want to see value for their money. They want to see, is this project really creating any impact? Is it really helping the young people? So that's where my role comes in. I need to ensure that our project is monitored, it's evaluated, and among the things that we do is that we have what we call listening clubs. These listening clubs provide continuous feedback. So we have a group of young people. In this case, it's a group of young girls in a school. They sit and listen to the radio program with a community journalist who's there with them, guiding them throughout the process. So they'll sit, listen to the program, and at the end of the program, we have a template with a number of questions, trying to find out from them how was the program, was it boring for you, what do you think was relevant, what do you think we should add. And from that, uh, the community journalist actually takes down the notes and takes them back to the production. So every time they are doing production, they actually go through that feedback and try and adjust the program. As we all know, young people hate governance things. 
it's so boring for me as a young person to sit and just listen to a program the whole time. So we try and look for better ways of how we can improve all the time and bring in better content that the young people want so that they can actually listen to it. So um, we had a case study uh, from the listening club. We had this young person. His name was Moffat. So this particular young person is from a particular Christian faith. And his faith never allowed him to actually take part in governance, never allowed him to vote. But we enrolled him into the listening club, and for him, he just enrolled because he just wanted to pass time, and he didn't know what was happening. But throughout the time that he was in the listening club, for him, it's like it created a safe space for him to actually understand what governance is. And for the first time, at the age of 26, he voted in his life. So it, for us, it was a very positive feedback if we were able to get someone like him to vote for the first time in his life as well as just take part in governance it showed that we can actually reach out to more young people yeah thank you so uh, besides the radio program what we do also we go to where young people are we connect young people to the leaders and that's why we have the second component of our program the debates so we link the young people to leaders in the community. We just go to a hall and then invite the leaders to come and interact with the young people. So far, the response has been very good. And the young people, because of the exposure they have already on radio, they have been empowered. Their confidence levels have gone up in uh, holding their leaders accountable, finding out why something is not happening in their community after they promise, now that we voted for you, why are you ignoring us? So they get to interact with the community at different levels. We are working in 10 communities in Kabwe, and uh, every, every month we go to a different community where we invite leaders, civic leaders, community leaders, or just someone of influence in the community to interact with young people. And then we have that recorded and aired the following weekend on, uh, on radio. And uh, in that picture on, uh, on my left, those were the aspiring candidates for, for the position of mayor. And the man in the middle there, he's a young man, he's just in his early 30s. He's the one who was finally elected as a mayor. During that time, he made a lot of promises to the young people. And uh, after they were elected, now he is evading. He rarely comes on radio. But before that time, he was ever there on radio. So I said, okay, we'll give you one year. One year is coming next month, August. So already, August, we have already planned programs where we are going to look at them to say, okay, you've been in office one year. What have you done for the young people? We have the recordings from the debates, and we'll start airing all those nice points that they made and try to look at them and say, okay, I don't want to come on radio, but we'll play what you promised us back then. What is it that has changed? And we are glad the pool of young people that we have has really gained the confidence in talking to the leaders because they have realized that it is actually their right. They voted, we convinced them to vote, and they voted. Now they are convinced, say, I shouldn't waste my vote by just keeping quiet. I need to get the value for my vote, which made a difference. And then uh, away from uh, those debates, we have now what we have just uh, come up, because, you know, with the uh, radio programs, 
you have to be innovative all the time. When something is working well and good, but there comes a time when something no longer works the way it used to. So now the same debates, we are evolving them to what we call I'm the mayor, where a select group of 20 young people, 10 girls, 10 boys, will be mentored, trained to behave like a mayor. We've talked to the mayor, the mayor is in agreement that those young people can shadow him as he works. They can be attending the council meetings, they can be attending the development committee meetings in the areas so that they can see and understand what it takes to be a leader. And then we'll be giving them a space in the radio program to research on certain issues. If it's about clinics or anything, then they come to present on the radio show as though they are the mayor. And we hope that most of them, or some of them at least, will be motivated to be more active in uh, leadership positions in the community. Lucky enough, uh, unfortunately, on the other part, uh, some uh, councillor died. Fortunately, on the other side, it gives an opportunity for these young people that have now the energy to try to vie for such a position in the community based on what they've learned and the interactions that they are having in the community. So besides, after the, we've had the red show, the radio show, we've had the debates. Young people love music. With music, you capture young people. And what we've done, we have road shows, taking Ishiwi to the community using music. We have thousands of people that attend the road shows. So we have the local Kawi artists, we have the local celebrities in Zambia, and we have the local celebrities that are in Kawi who are known by the young people in Kawi. We use them to deliver information to the young people. As the music is playing, in the interactions in between, they deliver some information to the young people. So they get entertained and they get educated at the same time. There is a short video that we're going to play for you, uh, one of the road shows. Hope it plays. <laughs> social change and it's my responsibility to come and teach my fans and my followers about the importance of good governance and to remind them that after elections they have the responsibility to hold their leaders accountable for all their promises. So there we have, if you remember one of the earlier slides, we had B-Floor talking on radio and then we have the same B-Floor now going into the community, interacting with those young people. Because not, not all of them listen to radio. But when you have a road show, we just go to a certain community, mount our sound system, and start making noise. And young people start coming. And because they already love B-Flow, whatever he's going to say, they might follow. And most likely, they will be influenced. Because he's a credible person to, to the young people. And then, so, what we have done now, we've moved away from having experts be the ones to talk on radio, but having young people that are knowledgeable about a certain issue to talk to the fellow young people about that. And a lot of musicians are becoming of great influence to the young people that we have in the community. And then we also do social media. 
Social media, uh, mainly, I wouldn't say social media, let me just say we mainly do Facebook, because uh, the young people in Kabul are not so much on Twitter and other, other things, but they are very much on Facebook. And what we've done is uh, we try to intrigue their minds, like in this picture. We post this picture, say today, and ask them, elections are coming next week, what do you think is going on there? When, when you just look at that, what do you think is going on there? And then young people start commenting, captioning the picture. When they caption the picture, they share with their friends, oh, there's this, I've written this. And then after a few days, we put what we thought as a team, as a production team, we say, why should we fight when we differ in our political opinions? Do you see our leaders fighting? And then the other guy says, you know what, you are right. And when we get injured, they don't even take care of us. No more being used as a tool for violence. Let's take the fight in the ballot box. That was one of the uh, cartoons that did very well. Within one week, it had 227 shares from just the young people. And then uh, over 1,700 likes and about 10,000 impressions on there. So it showed that young people were following and liked that positive message. And they were very eager to share it, download it, share it on WhatsApp, or just share it within Facebook. One of them even said, if only we can all behave like these two cartoons. Zambia could be a very united country where we can all live in peace with each other. And young people like that. But we've said, okay, that's a governance-related issue. But we should not always do governance-related issues. Sometimes, let's just put jokes and they just interact with the young people. Five minutes? Okay, one minute. Oh, I find, uh, finalizing. So we also have, uh, if you look at that picture, there is a man and a lion just under. And then we just put a question. What song could he be singing? And there were all sorts of songs that people proposed, a lot of shares. And one of them says, I believe I can fly. Now you can imagine someone believes I can fly and goes. So just in summary, what has worked? We use various formats. Uh, involvement of young people throughout the production. Use of music by local artists, which we now dub punchlines. We're ongoing mentoring, continuous feedback from listening clubs and the community. Every three months, we just do a special programs looking at what has worked in the program, what has not worked and then advanced planning of simplified topics with, of course, use of uh, local Bemba language mixed with English, which we call Bemblish, because young people, no matter how they speak, they will never speak English continuously. And then young people get to be invited by parliamentary committees now to make their submissions whenever they have special meetings in their community. And what hasn't worked, the poor perception of the program to be governance, uh, political, every governance program is viewed as a political program. That has been uh, something that is challenging. Government officers don't like appearing on radio. Female people don't participate on the program. And then uh, we are just a voice. We can only talk, but the decision makers are the politicians. We say, Siabonga.
absolutely riveting and interesting. I'm really sorry that we pushed for time, and so we need to wrap up. But I do want to just give uh, the opportunity for us to raise some questions, if we have, and then to suggest that we pick up the discussion uh, during lunch and tea times for those who can't cover everything. Hi. Uh, my question is, why do the females not participate when you go out and do the interviews with them? So most of the times, what we've come to discover is that there are social norms at play. So you find that women in the community are shadowed by men. Women always think my role is in the kitchen. So those are some of the social norms that we are trying to break. So we're trying to look for ways of how we can actually involve uh, women in our programs. So for now, we've tried inviting female counselors to come and speak on our shows, as well as involve more female community journalists to go in the community and talk to the women. Yeah. Uh, with the many um, community stations that exist in Zambia, what's the incentive for the volunteers? Why, why is it that they, they volunteers? Do they, do they get like a stipend or... I'm just trying to understand that. Uh, yes, they get uh, a little something for, for their upkeep. And the biggest part of it all is uh, people like talking on radio. People like being on radio. So the training, the exposure we give them, they have access to internet, they have access to a radio, they have access to leaders in the community. So that's kind of a big motivation for them. But we understand that they spend a lot of time with us, so they receive a little stipend every month to help them support their families for the time they are away working with us. But because of the training and the exposure that they receive, young people are very willing to volunteer on the project. It's actually a follow-on from that, um, the community journalists, and kind of if you can tell us more about your relationship with them. So you've said you do offer a stipend. Do you have like kind of cohorts coming in? So you provide training and you know, people come in and they're with you for a time and then they move on? Or you know, how, how does that kind of work from, from an organizational perspective? So basically every year, the project is for three years, but every year uh, the community journalists ha have a contract for one year with us where we train them on the basics of journalism and we mentor them and give them the needed exposure with them. After one year, we review their performance. We have uh, two of them that have carried on from year one to year two, and then uh, other two went on to school, another one just dropped out, and then we recruit some more. So basically, the support to them is continuous. Those that are still willing and have performed well, they, we carry them on with, uh, on the program. And, uh, I think the, big, the biggest thing is that we give them an, an opportunity to learn and prepare themselves. Most of them that we get are those that are just fresh from high school, those that, those that are just still deciding what to do with, uh, when they're still applying to college and things like that. Right. Uh, among the deliverables for issue is a radio program. I just wanted to, to know whether uh, the radio station you work with uh, is it a commercial station? Is it a community station? And if it's commercial community, uh, do you pay for the radio program or they are giving? You have certain memorandums you've signed with this radio, and so it's a share of cost. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, our model of working with the radio stations is uh, we support production. Because what we want is the airtime for the radio program itself is not supported by us. We buy into one of their programs, so that even if the project, even when the project ends, 
that program can do. But we support everything to do with production. If they need transport, they need fuel, they need uh, uh, credit to call people, and just everything to do with production, we support that. So that at the end of the day, the actual output of the program becomes station-owned. And the station that we are working with is a commercial radio station. And maybe just to add on, so what BBC Media Action Zambia does is that we try to empower the local capacity in the radio station. We don't want uh, a kind of instance where we go there, we buy airtime, we produce the program, and we leave it with them, they play it, then we move out. When the project ends, it phases out like that. We want to leave those skills with the people that are there, so that even as we go out, they can still remain with those skills and move on with such kind of programs. And what exactly do you guys do to get the females interested in joining? What we, uh, we are doing now to get the females interested in joining is we deliberately now start focusing on uh, females that are doing well in society, young females that are doing so well in society. Just uh, two months ago, we featured the country director for Action Aid. She's only 35 years old. And uh, we did a profile on her, on how she has risen to that. So bringing more females to talk on radio, we hope it will motivate more young, more young females to also participate and talk on radio. Thank you very much. I know there are more hands. I have at least five questions myself, but we have to come to an end, and it's time for the next session. Thank you.